everybody. Welcome to Surface Level, creating a community where Black and queer folks are fearless in thought and curious at heart. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan, and today, Tony Damon and I are discussing the pros and cons of throwing shade. Has the long history of throwing shade yielded any benefits? Is throwing shade a byproduct of our own insecurities? This is Shade Came From Reading. So I think we can all agree that we've either been shaded or have thrown shade in the past. Mm -hmm. This is a shady bunch. Not me. No? It's Mm -hmm. a shady bunch. Oh, please. All right. Demond's just mean. (laughs) (laughs) He said, it's not shade. Look, facts are facts. The truth hurts. (laughs) Well, you know, and it's always debatable um, because people don't always agree on what's considered to be shade. That's true. That's our game set up. So I'm going to read off some (laughs) scenarios and you're going to tell me if it's shade or no shade. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Let's go for it. Your friend crops you out of a wedding group photo because you were not in proper attire. Shade or no shade? Damon. No no shade. (laughs) Was there a dress code? (laughs) If I said black tie. It's, it's definitely shade. It's shade and a read, actually. <laughs> okay. See, I think no, it's... No, what you didn't read was the invitation. Hello? She cropped you right on now. Reading is fundamental and you forgot the main part. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's um, no shade. You, you de- you're definitely getting cut out of my wedding photos if you didn't pay attention. <laughs> All right. A 25-year-old says that you look great for your age. Shade or no shade? Shade. Listen, I think it was it's unintentional shade. <laughs> it's, still, it's shade nonetheless. <laughs> you know, I it's like I, pretty nice or nasty nice. It's it's one of those things where you need to look at context. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, it's no shade. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about when I was 25 and I was looking at people were who were aging. Mm-hmm. Was I? Yes. I think I was paying compliments. Listen, <laughs> if someone said that to Nene Lee, she would say so nasty, <laughs> so rude, <laughs> so nasty, so rude. A new listener of the podcast sends you a message mentioning how articulate you are and how they feel smarter after listening to the show. Shade or no shade? That's no shade. That's a compliment. I don't like being told I'm articulate. (laughs) Oh, well, the articulate part is like, okay, I I didn't like the word choice, but like, you feel smarter after listening to me? You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. I'll go with what Tony said. Blessings. Yes. (laughs) All right. You've gained a few pounds. And your mom hasn't seen you in six months and asks what you've been eating. Shade or no shade? <laughs> the Black Mamas United. <laughs> that is shade. What it's you been shade. eating? Yeah. That it's is like, shade. what? That, that is shade. Then you, then you grab your... <laughs> they, they don't know what shade, I don't think, though. No, because everybody's it's, mama does it. Right, because it's just a part of the culture. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right, and the last one. You've recently broke up with your boyfriend. And you see a close friend posting on social media partying with your ex. Shade or no shade? Ooh. No shade. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That is shade, bitch. <laughs> that is I'm, shade. I'm with you, Tony. We about that to turn the whole episode. Here y'all go with that ownership again. Listen, we just broke up and you hanging out with my ex? Like, What if girl, they friends? Girl. Gallivanting on social media? Gallivanting. Okay, and it's right. Oh. If you're gonna do it now, you now you put it on display, and you know we just broke up. That just that just doesn't Grow sit well with me. Fuck up. That doesn't sit well with people. I don't own you. Right, I disown you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we're gonna get into our discussion today. So we're gonna start with a little bit of backstory. 
So the dozens in African-American culture is a game of verbal combat typically played by young men. Uh, the participants match wits by exchanging humorous insults, usually before an audience. Some versions of the dozens incorporated rhyme, and in the 60s, uh, they were important to the development of rap, which I think is interesting because rap is all about braggadocio. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> further, the most common topic of insult in the dozens is a person's mother. Ooh. Which <laughs> don't talk about which my it, mother. You think about, about the phrase mama. your mama jokes. Like that's what that is. <laughs> I love this little history little lesson fun. because I had no idea what that yeah. was. Yeah. And then within queer culture, we call it shade mm -hmm. or reading the girls. And Miss Dorian Corey famously made this has the famous quote in Paris is burning that shade came from reading. Reading came first. Yes. Because she doesn't have to tell you ugly. You already know you're ugly. Right. And that's shade. Right. So catch. Do we think that this um, form of individuals in underserved communities kind of laughing in the face of pain, is it helpful or is it harmful within our communities? Jordan. <laughs> um, this is a tricky, this is a tricky one to answer because do I think that laughter is helpful? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that, I think I always feel so much better when I'm laughing. Um, do I think that laughing at the expense of others through like a series of insults is healthy? No, I think that that's like, no, <laughs> that's not okay. But then also on the other hand, like, She's I think it, all sides of her mouth. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's <laughs> kind of, if you think about it this way, no, but <laughs> Listen, seriously, like, a lot of ways to, I just get feel, a cat. I, no, <laughs> a lot of ways it's gonna cut is that what you're saying <laughs> that's is that the thing that like i guess I, uh, sure we're gonna run with it <laughs> i just I also feel like it builds character you know what i mean in a very toxic way <laughs> like you grow up and you hopefully have a thick skin so you're not the person that's crying in the office when someone gives you feedback mm -hmm. but like overall i think that like insulting people like without it being a mutual thing is toxic. If you're just both engaging and being like, let's do this. I've been yeah. preparing. Fun. Okay, go I for think, it. That's what it is. It's not just you, you come in and rip, rip your ass up and walk out. <laughs> right. I'm walking in the hall and it's like, hey Jordan, fuck you. <laughs> that is no, that's 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 dramatic. <laughs> right. Right. Quite. Uh so for me, I, I feel like when you talk about the dozens and you talk about throwing shade, like a little jokey joke builds character. <laughs> you know, you got you got to get some tough skin to be out in this this world, right? Um, mm -hmm. Especially in in the queer community, like that's you're gonna get a lot of that. So, I think it's a little bit of helpful to build character, but then when it becomes you know something else or nasty, if it's mm -hmm. like that's when it's just like, all right, we're doing the most. But talking about um, laughing to using laughter to, I guess, work through, get through pain or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was just talking about this to you guys the other day that I feel like black people, like we will laugh at anything, the most inappropriate shit. Yes. <laughs> we, like it, we find laughter and stuff. And so I think like some of the biggest c comedians out there, they often talk about using their trauma or their pain to, you know, actually tell jokes and now it's making the money. Um, so it's a coping mechanism, you yeah. know, in a way. I think so too. I think when you're, when you live in this world where every, so much stuff fucking sucks and is attacking who you are as a person, your mm -hmm. sexuality, all these things, it's just like you get around your good Judy's or, or uh, black people generally. It's just like, sometimes we got to laugh even at the worst shit. Right. <laughs> like, like you, you, what they said, you got to laugh to keep them crying. Hello? Yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, I think that self-deprecation is completely fine, but like we ain't talking about that. We're talking about going in on other people. Going in on each other. Going in we on each, each other. We see each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? I, you know, I think it's a slippery slope. You have to really be mindful of who you're joking with it, because it things, do happen. Because things can be all fun and dandy until, until you strike you, that nerve. <laughs> until, you, until you hit a trigger and now the like, are fighting. You're like your mama. My mama died. <laughs> it's just, oh, my it's bad. Just like, well, well, speaking of, because that's what that's when we're talking about throwing shade for sport. Mm. And I feel like, well, I want to know that you guys feel like that gay men or people in the queer community are really hiding insecurities by throwing shade for sport. Is that what's happening? I think I think if they're throwing shade at perfect strangers, that is a huge red flag mm-hmm. for hmm. insecurities. Hmm. Like I get I'm I'm repulsed by like people in the community who just feel like they have to say something really negative or really mean to someone who they don't even know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just find that like completely immature. Like we're not in elementary school anymore. Grow mm-hmm. up. But you know, if if you all want to throw shade at me for wearing like a dressy top and sweatpants to the <laughs> studio one day, like okay, like I might be a little bit annoyed in the moment, but okay, throw your little shade, Cynthia. And I think that that's fine. You know, I think yeah. that we can laugh at ourselves, but I think that when you do it for like when you do it to people who you don't have that level of comfortability and familiar familiarity with and rapport with mm-hmm. it just feels very very insecure absolutely deeply insecure yeah i think i don't have much to add i think it's about the context in which you know someone is about intention if your intention is to be an evil bitch fuck you if your intention is that you don't ever want to see jordan wear sweatpants and a turtleneck sweater again <laughs> i think that's doing the lord's work right yeah i it really <laughs> it really grinds my gears like nothing grinds my gear gears more than a bitch who is just like upset for no reason or they like something's going on with them that every little thing you say they mm-hmm. they they take and they spin it and they're like oh what was that about oh you know and then it's that like nasty back and forth and it's like that's exhausting it's childish i don't participate I'm in that and people that do that i literally like pay them and then <laughs> they they feel it <laughs> they feel like that's the shade hello when i stop speaking to you because i, I can't take you right so <laughs> and don't do it don't do it with the audience Cause that'll don't. Re- <laughs> if you do it with an audience, <laughs> sorry, but you're dead to me. Like well, we can never, we can never come back because now you're trying to embarrass me on top of being disrespectful, <laughs> right? And now it's a double whammy. So, but what about a time that we've gotten read for filth? Speaking of shade, when's the time that somebody read you into a box? <laughs> Demond, do you have a story? You know, when I was thinking about this question, I couldn't think of anything very specific to me, but it's kind of something specific to us. I think about the the um, focus group we did for the podcast. Oh, <laughs> So yes. for anyone who wasn't there, obviously, there were only like 10 people there. We did a focus group before we released the podcast with like some of our close friends and such to kind of listen to a little demo episode we put together. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you, you let a thing around a group of black folks that you've done and it's not good. They will tell you. The girls were like, "Are you are you trying to be so sanitized? It's a little boring." There was <laughs> there was music in between, and we we thought it was over, but then it wasn't. Right. 
And they, we wanted it to be. <laughs> they, they ran out of space on the on the worksheet that we right. gave them with like, Mm-mm, this is not it. Go right. back to the drawing board. This the only thing that's sucks. positive, they were like, oh, there was a game at the end. Make that be at the beginning. Yeah. Thus, here we are. Right. <laughs> Listen, it was constructive criticism, but it was layered and wrapped in a riddle <laughs> of shade. But it was like, that's the type, type, type of shade that I actually will accept and, and be like okay you're trying right. to break you're not trying to tear me down to build me up right not just tear mm-hmm. me down right you're not just trying to tear me down me and then kick up. me while i'm down Ooh. hello jordan what about you you have a story you have a fun story never anybody you know, read you into a box no one's ever read me into a box <laughs> no one has ever um been so silly to go so far with Ooh. me because um, you know she is honey <laughs> don't, you don't want to go against Miss Jordan because she turns that corporate read on, and then, it's, and then it's back and forth, bitch. And it's, it's giving it's serious. Now it's a serious matter. I don't play with people. Mm-mm. I don't play with people's kids. Um, and so, yeah, no. I mean, and I also like when I'm, I've obviously been like shaded by like friends and things like that, and we can like you know go back and forth. But in terms of like someone just like getting me together, I don't think that that like happens too often. Hmm. Yeah. She ain't sat in on the conversations with me and Tony be talking to her. Well, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, do you feel red? Because I feel red for you. I don't, I don't feel red. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. <laughs> and that's the problem. No, I think, listen, when I think I had a hard time with this question too, because I'm not the type that is going around causing a lot of trouble for somebody to have to read me, you know? <laughs> right. And I think a lot of times people do misinterpret. Like I've had it be said to me that, like, oh, he's shady, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm actually not shady. But how people receive things is a whole nother interpretation. So I'm like, what? what is in my delivery that people are picking up that is not my intention? And so how am I speaking? And how am I? And I was like, actually, I'm just being me. And they these girls just can't take. <laughs> well, you know, I think I feel like people who are more prone to being shady feel like other people are being shady more than they are. Like it's a yes. projection. And it's, I think so. and it's just like, no, you read into that response that I just gave you because this is how you would deliver it to someone because right. you're shady. Right. I'm like, I don't need to do that with people who I don't know. No, not at all. But when I do think about a good read, I think about like... My grandmother. Um, nobody reads you better than an older black woman will get you together. And my grandmother, so I have two grandmothers. One's name is Geneva and the other's name is Sirota. Miss Sirota? <laughs> like anybody with the name Sirota? They were naming black women oh, in was, like 1940. Get into those names. Get into those they were, they were naming black women. <laughs> my grandmother's name is Stellarine and Cleophis. Wow. Hello. Wait, oh, wait a minute. What's the last part you just Cle- said? Cleo- Stellarine and Cleophis were my two grandmothers. Cleophis. Yeah. First time for everything. Hello. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I, I think about like my grandmother as growing up, my grandmother Sirota specifically was the one not the two to be played with, okay? So you, you, she actually invoked a, a spirit of like, you know, that that fear you have, mm. that fear in your heart, <laughs> where it's a look or it's like you did not want to get grandma upset because <laughs> she would literally read you. And like, if you if you didn't eat all your food, like I had a, one of my cousins, she she, you know, after eating dinner one time, she didn't want whatever the item was. Maybe it was green beans or a vegetable or something. And she ended up throwing it away. And my grandmother, like, you you have to be clever, you know. Right. They they've been through it all. She mm-hmm. actually saw the food in the trash, and then she came back to my cousin like, "So you lied." <laughs> <laughs> and then she went. She was like, "For dessert, you gets none." <laughs> it was, and so that's what you like. You had some act right around certain 
you know, elder figures in your family. And my grandmother Sirota was one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of what we've been talking about are kind of defense mechanisms and ways for people to deal with their circumstances in a way that's either positive or negative or just the way to get through. So barring shade or whatever you, it has been in your life as a queer black person, what are some of the things you've developed as f- f- defense mechanism in a world that kind of tells us we ain't shit a lot of times? Oh, Tony's giggling. She has a good one over there. <laughs> giggling, she, giggling. She, she looked at her nose and lit silence. up. He said, this going to bust them up. No, well, well, listen, hold on. Let me, um, oh, oh, oh. Let me get you together real quick. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what a bitch got to say about me. That's the note. <laughs> that's my. That's how I get, like, that's my defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. I literally, I don't know when this happened for me, but I stopped caring about what anyone's opinion of me mm-hmm. is a, a while ago. Yeah. And I realized once I was able to, that's, that was my defense mechanism. Like, once mm-hmm. I was able to do that, I felt a lot more free. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could just do whatever it is that I was, you know, doing and feel free of judgment because <laughs> if it ain't God, you know, <laughs> no, but if it's like not family or someone's opinion who I actually like care about and value, then nothing else really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so simply giving less fucks is the best def- defense mechanism, in my opinion. Um, and actually getting to really clear about who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once you are clear about who you are, can't nobody tell you nothing about yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, they can't tell you otherwise. And so I, I, that's, if anyone wants to figure out how to deal with, you know, public opinion, remember who you are. Remember. (laughs) Simba. (laughs) Jordan. Um, I think that my mom passed down this uh, defense mechanism to me, uh, but I essentially just deal with hateful people or hateful comments by just ignoring it. Um, Ignoring it not meaning like it doesn't affect me, Mm -hmm. but ignoring it meaning I'm intentionally starving that person of my reaction. Mm -hmm. And I realized that when you have people around you who are like, antagonizing you or trying to get a reaction out of you or trying to bring you down what they want most is to see you sort of like get out of character and be really affected by the words yeah and i literally will treat someone like they are invisible (laughs) moving forward you know like i could it's like dust because they they (laughs) they want to make you squirm and they like you're saying that reaction like getting that rise out of you and you're saying is I take that power from you yeah. and I don't, you don't give it to them. And that eats the girls up. You want to get somebody upset? Don't give them a reaction. Don't give them what they want. <laughs> you can be saying the most, di- like I have a lot of self-control. Like someone could be like next to me saying the most disrespectful things to me. Mm-hmm. And I will just look in the opposite direction and just act like they're not even talking. Mm-hmm. And I realize that a lot of people don't have that self-control. Some people might turn over and just like knock them in the face. Oh, me. Um, but I'm not like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> I, I star people out. And I think that, you know, if things do escalate past just words, you know, I'll alert the authorities and then I'll have that. I have those people deal with those people. But like, I don't I don't try to even like be in the same mental space with people who have that type of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really it's a really a strong tactic if you're a person that is capable of pulling that off, because it does take a lot of self-control to not gather a bitch yeah. like that's 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 tough. 
That's not for everyone. Yeah, you got about 15 seconds with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> it was ding, out. ding, ding. Hey, boxing match. It's the exact opposite of what he just described. It's a boxing match. <laughs> um, you know, I think similar to what Tony was saying, it's about, for me, it's been about knowing who I am, loving on that, excuse me, and then recognizing that anyone that's coming at me about anything, my blackness, my feminist, my queerness, whatever it may be, that is a reflection of shit they haven't worked through mm -hmm. and that's more so a reflection of you not understanding the beauty of femininity you not understanding the power of blackness you not understanding the amazing life you can live as a queer person and i think when i realized that i wasn't the problem mm -hmm. and that it was other people projecting shit that they were still working on working through um that's when it, it was just like a weight lifted right on off my back there and there was nothing to defend because i didn't give a fuck well yeah that's that's like that's true true freedom in my opinion hello it's not giving a fuck definitely yeah i think that as we get older we all realize right that a lot of these comments and a lot of the hate has nothing to do with us and nothing. then you can sort of just detach yourself from it and you can just be like this is actually your drama <laughs> like right. you need to find am i the drama no you out. are but you're what the drama we, but what about because this is has always been my thing like there are certain groups of queer circles especially like we know here in harlem and even in other like dc or atlanta or wherever you you go and and there are those girls that sit around and they do that caddy banter back and forth oh i've been around it yeah it's cringy is it but what's i i, I often wonder like what is different what's different about these girls that like that i'm not one of them basically what's different about them like each other versus the people that i hang around like we don't do that but they yeah. do it and they do it agnosium it's all the time it's like <laughs> they don't really like each other is, is that what you think and it's microaggressions yeah is that what you think because I... I think so i think that they're like they're covering up these like shady comments with like real grievances that they have with one another or real things they want to mm. say to one another and it's not fun like i've been in those environments where i'm like ooh, i need to leave like like somebody about to fight soon because this right. don't feel fun this don't feel playful and like also i'm not even in the friend group so why am i being exposed to this right right like that's poor decorum right because that's exactly that's another thing it's like you don't what's that um phrase they say about like you don't shit where you sleep or something yeah. like that what so that's no i'm saying that's the same thing it's like <laughs> oh. in a friend circle like we if we have issues with each other right we don't do that in front of mixed company um it's just it's it makes me go like nope these aren't these <laughs> this ain't my group of girls i'm next this ain't, I, i'm next <laughs> don't have to start so, reading me i almost lost my headphones <laughs> <laughs> and that is all the time we have this week. This season of Surface Level is produced in partnership with Moby, mobilizing our, our brother's initiative. If you enjoyed this episode, let's keep the conversation going. Let us know your thoughts and questions at surfacelevelpodcast.com. And remember, stay curious.